obviously that's not a small thing. And so every once in a while, I find myself just pausing. And uh, I, maybe it's like reading the Bible sometimes. You ever read a chapter and go, maybe you read two or three chapters, and go, hold on a minute, what did I just read? You ever had that happen too? Yeah, me too. It means you're human, right? And uh, and I've had that happen when I pray. I prayed a while, and I hold on a minute. What, what, what? I don't mean like when I'm trying to yield and pray in the Holy Ghost, and I don't understand what I was praying in the Holy Ghost. I, I. But sometimes, even then, when I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, I go, "Hold on a minute. Whoa, pause for just a minute. I want to make sure." Uh, it's not just my spirit praying, but I want to make sure I'm in tune and in fellowship with the Father. Amen. And so I feel his presence here tonight in a sweet way. And I'm so very thankful for that. And it is a privilege to have audience with him. It is a privilege. I'm going to say this again. It is a privilege to have audience with him. You know, when we read in Scripture, I think we read about it in Esther. When we understand that she was taking a risk by coming before Ahasuerus, the king, without being invited and she determined, okay, I'm going to go ahead. But if he doesn't stretch out the scepter, uh, then it means, and, and if I remember correctly, the punishment, if he chose, would be death to come before the king uninvited. And I, I think we get a glimpse of the privilege of coming before the king. And yes, he's my friend. Yes, he's my father. And yes, he's the king. And so I'm thankful for the privilege of coming before him, aren't you? And I'm thankful for the privilege of coming before him with you. Praise God. Praise God. May the Lord bless you. You can be seated tonight. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to ask Brother Lewis to come. He's going to start tonight and share whatever the Holy Ghost has put on his heart. He even wore a tie. God, man. Praise God. God bless you, Brother Lewis. Love and appreciate you. Uh, love and appreciate you too, Elder. Yeah, sometimes um, I don't dress myself. <laughs> I wear the pants in the house, but my wife laid out my clothes for me. And uh, I didn't even think of the tie. I just put it on. <laughs> so I'm thankful, amen. Amen. I... Uh, I'm thankful for the body and what the Lord's doing. Amen. And uh, I, uh, I woke up this morning and the Lord woke me up in a dream. Amen. 
And I was in a beautiful place. And uh, it was all made of glass all around. And there was so many elderly all around me in wheelchairs. And uh, they were saying beautiful things to me. And uh, I was speaking in front of them. But uh, let us turn our Bibles to Second Corinthians. Amen. And uh, God gave me this word and thought. Amen. Amen. It's beautiful to see you all here gathered together. Amen. The people of the Lord are beautiful. Amen. It is wonderful to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. In the presence of God. Having that fellowship with each and every, every member and individual that God has placed in the body. But let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And then we're going to verse 5 and 6. Why don't we start in verse 4? Amen. I already got that highlighted. <laughs> For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Amen. I, uh, I want to talk on this, this word here, obedience. Amen. This is what the Lord illuminated to me. And I believe it's very important for us to know and understand this word. Obedience. Uh, obedience is, the definition of it is compliance with an order, request, or law. Or submission to another's authority. Amen. I, uh, as I thought upon this, you know, I think uh, each and every person's struggle is different. Amen. And... Uh, as I've been walking in the Lord, you know, I've gone through many trials and many things. And it seems like I was always in constant battle with my own thoughts, in a constant war with my own self. And uh, there was something that the Lord, you know, taught me along the way. About obeying his word. Being in obedience to his word and him. And we got to do that. We got to be led of God's spirit. Amen. We got to be led of God's spirit. So that when we hear God's voice. We're obedient to it. Right. 
We want to do whatever the word is leading us to do. And we'll know because the Lord will illuminate it. He'll illuminate his word always to us. He'll give us that word in that time of trial. Anything we're going through, anything we're coming up against, God will always give you a word of direction of where you're going. But all these other things, sometimes they just pop up in the mind. The Bible says that there's these fiery darts of the enemy, amen, that come in and they try to penetrate. And sometimes you're just like, you know, it's like, how do I get these, these thoughts into obedience? How, how do I battle against these thoughts that I'm having? And I realize that, man, I got to turn to the word, Sometimes when I'm at work, I find a place where I can pray. I find a place where I can just go and be alone with the Lord. And I start to pray and I, I said, Lord, help me, Lord God, to get my thoughts in order that they be of you and you alone. You know, because sometimes we'll be seeing things and, you know, we're in the world and there's a lot of stuff around us. Right. And, you know. My boss, he doesn't have the Lord right now. You know, he tries to do things in his own efforts and his own strengths. And man, that gets miserable and exhausting after a while when you're doing that. When you're constantly trying to battle your own thoughts. When you're there laying there and you're just thinking all the time and your brain doesn't shut off. And you're trying to run things through. Okay, what am I going to do today? What is it? Where is it I'm going to go? What am I going to do? And you're just relying on your own flesh and your own ways. Man, it gets so exhausting. And I see the suffering that takes place when you're doing that constantly. And that's why you got to turn to the Lord. Obedience. Knowing that the word of God is for sure and amen in your life. Let's go to Matthew. Amen. Chapter 16. And I, man, I've been reading this for a while. It's just like these three chapters I can't get past. And it's like I read them and it's like, what did I just read? So I got to go back. And then I read them again and then I go back. It's like I can't get past them. Amen. I've been reading 14, 15, and 16, so. St. Matthew. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Amen. In that obedience, when we decide to follow God's word, when we decide to follow God. There has to be a death that takes place to the person that's being obedient. 
and following after Christ. There has to be a denying of oneself, of your own thoughts, your own ways of, of what you want to do in life. There's a letting go that has to take place. God has to bring you into his obedience. Does that make sense? He has to bring you into his obedience. And man, it's, I'm not perfect. It's taken me a while, you know, to know and, and to allow God to be leading me and guiding me. It's been a process, a long process. And it, he's still working things out of me because it's just like it seems like I fall into disobedience sometimes, right? And I think of Samuel, you know, like when he heard God's word, but he did the opposite. I mean, not Samuel, Saul. Sorry about that. <laughs> Samuel went to Saul. And Saul just, you know, he fell into this trap of his own ways, of his own thoughts, his own strengths. I'm going to go and do this. And I'm going to sacrifice for God. And somehow he lost his way. He lost his way because there is a continuing of being in God's presence and letting God lead you. There is a continuance of obedience that you have to be in so that God can lead and guide you. See, the Pharisees, if you look at that chapter before it in, in uh, chapter 15 of Matthew, he talks to them and he's telling them that they're asking them, oh, why the apostles, you know, uh, don't wash their hands, you know, they're unclean and, you know, they're, they're trying to call Jesus out on these things. You know, your disciples are doing this. And the Lord says, you know, be careful of the leaven of the Pharisees, you know, be careful with them. Because they're, they've lost their way. They had the law of the Lord, but they lost their way. I can imagine them, you know, thinking of all these things of, you know, of what was passed down to them, you know, by their fathers and, you know, losing that little bit and that little, uh, you know, losing every time that word of the Lord that was pure of what God, when he had spoken to them. I'm going to deliver you out of these things. Amen. When he went to Egypt and delivered them out of that. And they seen all these miracles and wonders. Amen. And that was powerful. Seeing those things. I'm like, man. Lord, I would have. I would have obeyed your word if I seen those things. Right. But they started thinking of things. Man, I want more things. I want it better. Right? Maybe I can have a little bit of this, you know, when they got tired of the manna. Amen? I was thinking about that, Jasmine, what you had said on Tuesday. And maybe they got tired of that. And started thinking their own ways of, man, I could have it better this way. Right? But God wants us to be in obedience to him, to come under his authority, to submit to his will and not our will. Amen. 
to set us free from the things that hold us in bondage. Because whether you like it or not, you're in bondage to something. Amen. Let's go to uh, Romans 6.16. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 6. Going to verse 16, and he says, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness, whether obedience unto righteousness, the Lord. He told his disciples, he says, man, don't follow after them of what they do. He was talking about the Pharisees. He says, don't follow after what they're doing because they're blind leaders. And when the blind leads the blind, they'll fall into a ditch. What's that blindness that he was talking about, that the Lord was talking about? Pride. Could be a blindness that could rise up in you. Amen. Trying to do things of your own self, your own strengths. We got to be careful that we don't fall into those traps, into those pits. It makes us. Blind to the gifts of God and the things that God wants to operate in your life. Amen. That blindness. That proudness, you know, that pride that takes over us. It makes us blind to the favor of God, the gifts of God, of where God's leading us and where he's taking us. It's. It starts to bring disbelief inside of us. But that obedience, it starts to do something powerful inside of us. When we obey God's word, it produces righteousness and faith. Right? I want to produce faith in my life of where God's taking me as his own child. Amen? Let's pray right now. Father... Lord, we come before you, Lord God. Teach us to be obedient, Lord God, to your word. Hallelujah. Let us not just hear your word, Lord God. Father, but you are the king, Lord God. And we are in your presence, Lord God. Father, that we would fall under your authority tonight, Lord God. Hallelujah. 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 Iandorio siotoria masiondoria, irio lobocuria masiondoria. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be your name, blessed be your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. We need obedience. Amen. Because through obedience, when we follow after God's word, what does it produce? It produces the love that we have one for another. Amen. That if you say that you are of God, what happens? God's love flows through us. It flows through each and every vessel, each and every one of us. God can operate through each and every vessel as he desires. God's gift flowing through the body, connected, coming together. Amen. It's not about competition or any of those things, but God will begin to use us, connected us, connecting us together that his love will flow through that person that needs that ministering. Amen. In the body. That's what we're used for. Amen. That obedience will cause you to to hear God's word and say, okay, I want you to go here. I want you to connect with this sister and this brother. Amen. Because they're needing your ministry right now. And I'm going to flow through you and use you and to connect you to that person so that you can speak words of living life unto them. Amen. We need that obedience unto righteousness. Amen. Uh, Revelations Back of the book. (laughs) My pages get sticky, but I love this Bible because it's my Bible. Amen. And this is what I search the word of the Lord out of. Amen. I'm almost there. Revelations 4.11. And it says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things. And for Thy pleasure they are. And we are created. Amen. We are created for His pleasure. To be in obedience to His word. Amen. To, be, to come under His authority. Amen. That's what we were created for. To follow after him. Amen. To be set free from all that sin and bondage. And this life and all these things that are here. That are going to stay here. Amen. God wants to take us to an eternal place. He's making us alive unto himself. It is a spiritual work that he's doing in each and every one of us. And we have to come under his obedience. And if you're resisting it, that's what Saul did. He resisted it. The Lord called it man. It's like as a sin of witchcraft. When disobedience comes. Because see, the Lord desires obedience rather than sacrifice. 
That's what he told Saul. That's what I desire, obedience. Rather than sacrifice, that you would obey my word. That you would hear my word, the word that I have sent you, and that you would obey it and fulfill it in your life of where you're going. That word that you would hear, Lord, I'm not going to be afraid, Father, Lord God. If that storm comes in my life, Father, if things look like they're coming apart, Father, Jesus, I pray, hallelujah, Lord, that I would obey your word at that moment, hallelujah. That's what Peter did. He obeyed the Lord. He walked out into that water. But what happened? He took his eyes off God and he went in that water. It was that situation. Those thoughts that were bombarding him. What he was battling inside of his mind. What he was seeing in the natural was coming against him. But if he would have just obeyed. In obedience to the word of the Lord. John chapter 8 verse 29. Hallelujah. says and he that sent me is with me God is with you I want you to know that he's with you tonight he's with you always where you go there is no place that you could go and hide from him he is there everywhere he is always there in that moment waiting for you to obey his word to call upon him he is ready to give you a word, to give you direction. It says, uh, where is it? 829. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Amen. I want to do the things that please him. This is what the Lord did. Amen. When he was in that garden of Gethsemane. He was doing the father's will. Not his will. Each and every one of us. God called us. He has called us out of this world. He called us out that we heard his word. His voice. And brought us to this moment and this place. This time right now. We're in it right now. He's doing a great work. In these valleys. In this world. In this earth. He's doing a great work. Amen. He's ready. Amen. Sending us out. He called us. We just have to obey. Amen. We got to go. We got to do the things that please him. Amen. We got to obey his commandments. That's what he said. If you love me, what do you say? Obey my commandments. I give you a new commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. 
This is what he said, Gabe. To love one another. To not allow those things. Those thoughts. That would take us away from God's word. That obedience. Let's pray, Father. You are Lord, Father. Our life is not our own, Lord God. But it belongs to you. Hallelujah. It belongs to you, Father. At your word, hallelujah, I will obey, Father. Where you lead me, I will go, hallelujah. Where you send me, I will speak and not be afraid. For you are with me, O Lord. Produce faith, Lord God, by your word and our obedience to you. Hallelujah. Let your faith go forth. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. I worship you. I thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Why don't you just lift your hands and your voice right there where you are. When I feel the Lord talking to us. I feel the Lord talking to us. Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word, for your vessel, Lord. Jesus, we receive of your word into our spirit tonight. We receive of your word into our spirit, Lord. We receive of your word into our spirit, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, praise God, praise God. I, I couldn't help but I was, as the Lord was ministering to us through Brother Lewis there, I, I remembered as a child I was really obedient. Now, some of you are going, oh, you are just a really good kid. Well, probably so, but no, I don't know about that. But um, I, I really was. I was, um, I'm not telling you that because I'm saying I was a really good kid. Don't misunderstand me, okay? Just stay with me for a minute longer. I was really obedient as a child. But my motive was fear. fear I was afraid of what would happen if I was disobedient and so I was very compliant very obedient but all of my obedience my motive was always wrong and so what happened is I brought that over 
and, and I've grown up in church my whole life. But what happened is I brought that over into my relationship with God. And so I wrestled with receiving the love of God and obeying from a place of love. And so it was always a place of fear of what if I don't, then what will God do? Well, that's a tough way to live your life in relationship with God. Trust me, I know. I lived in that place until I was about 26 years old. And I'll spare you the story. Some of you have heard it at the end of a service when I thought church was over. Some 2,000 and something people or more. And the speaker came back to the platform and said, I just want to say one more thing. I almost started imitating him. It was Brother Stone King. And he started saying something. And in the few words he spoke, it wasn't related to his message at all. And I don't even remember what his message was about that night. But when he spoke the few things that he spoke... I, I, every time I hear it again, I hear it in his voice. Anybody relate to that where you've heard something? I hear it in his voice. And I heard him saying, some of you don't let the father love you. And he began to talk about, and in this room filled with thousands of people, I felt like everyone in the room knew he was talking to me. That's how, you ever felt that way? I mean, it felt like that, like there was this light shining, like the spotlight was right there. It, it seemed so clear and certain. And the Lord began to bring healing in my life. He knew I wanted to be obedient. He was just trying to bring my obedience from the place he wanted to come from. He doesn't want you and I to obey him out of fear. Now, fear may have been the initiator, but he wants us to obey from a place of love. That's why he said, Brother Lewis quoted it, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. That verse that Brother Lewis read at the beginning in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 6, was the last verse he read. I, I just want to read that in a different translation. 2 Corinthians 10 and 6. This is the Bible in basic English. I read that a lot because, well, the version sort of tells you why. Um, Bible in basic English. And it says, I, I should probably read verse 5 just so you get the flow of it. Um, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 says, putting an end to reasonings. Anybody ever reason stuff in your mind? Putting an end to reasonings and every high thing which is lifted up against the knowledge of God. You understand what that means? It means when I have a thought and my thought is contrary to the knowledge that would come from God. We talked Sunday about knowing truth and truth making us free. The adversary brings thoughts that are contrary to the word of God. What is it? It's a thought that's exalting itself against the knowledge that would come from God. That's what the adversary does. 
but when I know the word of God and I say, no, 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 no. The word of God is true. Therefore, this thought, no thought is greater than the word of God. But the adversary would try to get you and I to believe something and give us a thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God as though that thought's right. Does that make sense? So this is what Paul's talking about. These phones that shut off. And then I got to look at it because it needs my face ID. Not that I can't read. All right, he's got his eyes are going back. And causing every thought to come under the authority of Christ. Now watch, verse 6 is what I wanted to get to. Being ready to give punishment. This is what the Spirit of the Lord is wanting to do. Being ready to give punishment to whatever is against His authority. Now again, not talking about you and I. Talking about these spiritual things that exalt thoughts against the knowledge of God. Talk, talking about these imaginations that comes against the Spirit of the Lord is ready to give punishment to whatever is against his authority after. Everybody say after. After you have made it clear that you are completely under his control. That's obedience, Brother Lewis. The Lord is waiting To execute judgment against the adversary that wants to bring thoughts contrary, that wants to do these things contrary. The Lord's ready to execute punishment on them. That's what it means by revenge. The moment you and I come into obedience with his will and his word. Aren't you thankful for that tonight? I, um, the last thought, I, I'm not trying to add to anything Brother Lewis has taught tonight. I, it's been very rich to me. Uh, just things that quickened in my spirit as the Lord was ministering to us. I, he talked about pride. And how pride can get in the way of obedience. Um, can I give you a real example? Sometimes real examples help me. Okay. Uh, and so I'm not going to pick on any of you. I'll use myself. Okay. In case you got nervous. So as you've heard me share several times. Uh, I went through a season where my mind was under just bombardment and not knowing if I was losing my mind or whether I could hear from God or was I hearing God at all or had I lost that ability to hear his voice and uh, that season went on far longer than I cared for and I when God in his great grace brought me out of that season and did the things that he had to do to do so. And was talking to him and thanking him about it for us. Some people learn things along the journey. I don't know if I'm stubborn, wired, different, or probably just a little slow sometimes in getting things when the Lord's trying to help me to get them. I usually learn stuff after the fact. I can look back and the Lord says, okay, now let me unfold for you and show you. 
Um, now, hopefully I'm learning something in the journey as well, right? But maybe I get understanding. Understanding is probably what I'm talking about. And so I came through that by the grace of God alone and his, his work, his help, and the prayers of many people. And the Lord dealt with me and said the reason why those things took place is you had a very high opinion of your thoughts. You know, sometimes the Lord blessing you and I with a strong mind can be a detriment to us. And uh, I made good grades in school. I was smart as far as books were concerned. I don't know about other things, but. And so the Lord dealt with me and he said. I had to take you to a place where you felt like you were losing your mind. So you would no longer have confidence in your own mind. I don't want your confidence in your thoughts. I want your confidence in my thoughts. I want you reliant on my thoughts. Now. You understand I'm talking about how pride gets in the way of obedience. Well, and I'm not standing here. I'll use Brother Lewis's line. I'm not perfect. I'm not standing here like I've got this figured out yet. I'm on this journey with you. All right. But coming through that season, I find myself now praying almost daily, probably do pray it daily. I want the mind of Christ. It means something different to me now when I pray for the mind of Christ than it meant before that season. God, I. I don't know that I ever prayed this before, but I pray this a lot now. God, I don't even know how to think. And so I'm asking you to tell me what to think. See, pride kept me from praying that before, Brother Lewis. And so I would be obedient to my thoughts rather than be willing to wait and be obedient to his thoughts. And so the love of God for me said, I've got to take my child through this process because I love him and I'm bringing him to obedience. And I just had this scripture come into my spirit. How did the Lord Jesus learn obedience? Because the Bible says that Jesus learned obedience. You ever read that? How did he learn obedience? The scripture says he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. Oh, we don't like that. I can point back at my life and I can tell you probably the greatest areas of obedience to him that I've learned have come through places of suffering. I just shared one example with you. Now. I'm finishing here because I don't want us to fear suffering. All right. Because here's what's happened in my life now. I'm, 
please forgive the personal references. I'm, I'm trusting you'll draw from what I'm sharing, what the Lord is trying to help us with tonight. Because he's taking us somewhere, as Brother Lewis said at the very beginning. There's things he's doing. And if, if you're looking for the thread through all of this, not just tonight, but I think the broader thread, like we talked about, the Lord is bringing us in alignment that says, if I get people that are just in tune with my voice and just say whatever he says, I'll do. Whatever he says, I'll do. I hear Mary telling Jesus, whatever he, or telling the servants at the, the wedding at Cana, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. And he said, get water and put in these pots. Okay. And water was turned into wine. The miracle was a result of their obedience. And I feel the spirit of the Lord trying to line his body that says, if I get them in a place to where they'll just say, okay, God said, so I did. He'll always do his. We can't do the miracle. We are just obedient to his voice. And as we obey his instruction, he does the miracle. They put water in the pot. It was turned to wine. When did it become wine? I don't know. What did they do? They just obeyed. And so he's bringing us to that place. So this about suffering, stand with me. You guys are like, we're suffering. Let us go home. (laughs) Hear me. So this is how. I find myself praying when I witness or sense a season of going through something. Maybe I'll just say it that way. I find myself now praying, God, I trust you. And I'm asking for your purpose in this to be accomplished. Lord, I'd really like to have understanding. But if you choose not to give me understanding, I just want you to know I trust you anyway. And I just want you to do whatever you have to do in my life so that your purpose is fulfilled. Now, that doesn't make me some saint. It just means I'm 50 years old and I've lived long enough that my prayer has changed. I just don't kick and scream quite as much as I used to. Amen. Praise God. It's wonderful to have Sister Schoonover with us tonight. And uh, and to have Dylan. And I don't remember his sister's name. Brandy. It's good to have them with us as well tonight. I'm so glad they're here. I got to hit the golf ball with Dylan the other day a few times. And uh, so we enjoyed standing out there and and doing that a little bit. And so I'm thankful that I'll just tell you right now, I may have hit it farther than him, but he hit it a lot straighter than I did. (laughs) And uh, so I'm sure there's a moral to that. You may be able to hit it 200 yards, but if you're so far off course, it doesn't really matter. He was straight. And so um, there's a message in there somewhere. But before we go, Sister Schoonover, would you just come and greet us? And if you have anything on your heart, we would love to hear from you tonight. Amen. She could probably talk to us a lot about all of this tonight.
God bless you. I won't, I'm so glad to be here. And um, I am always thinking, often not maybe not the right things, but um, I pray that a lot, Elder Hart. Lord, you know, things happen and you don't even know what to do with it. All around you or maybe to yourself. And you want to handle it spiritually. And sometimes you, uh, you want to handle it according to the book. That's the wisdom of God he's given to us is the book. And everything needs to line up with the book, the Bible, or with what our elder teaches us. And sometimes that still small voice. And so often something will happen and it's like, I don't even trust my reaction. I can't react. I have to act as the book tells me. And um, I have found out that it is true through, all, through the word. Pain is our friend. People think that we're supposed to get saved, and it's just smelling the roses all the way after that. Pain is our friend. Pain can be a good thing, and I don't invite it to, into my life, but a lot of growth, our spiritual growth, will come with pain. What does a woman do when she gives birth? She has a lot of pain. Your body signals pain to you when you need to go to the doctor. And going through all of it, we don't, we don't think about that. But, in, you know, the scripture tells us to count it all joy. And that it works our patience and it goes on. You can read that in James. Pain, when you're going through pain and you're going through trials, and it's, I don't say that to you like if Brother Martin has been beat up and drugged down the road and slapped around a couple times, emotionally and physically, it now is not the time to tell him all things work together for them. Now is not the time. But we do know pain is our friend. And I've lived there today, Brother Hart. And even the gifts that he gives me sometimes, when he gives us the gift of a child, it comes with a lot of pain. And that child is going to teach us a lot of patience. That child is going to teach us how not to say bad words when you feel like it. That child is going to teach you how to go without sleep. But it's the biggest blessing you could have. Your growth and what's happening into your life and your pain, God knows every single sell every everything and he keeps telling me that's where I'm living these days I'm living in a place where God I don't even know what to think about this help me think God I don't even know what to do with this child help me give me wisdom I don't even know what to do with these people they're they're this 15 year old is about as dumb as I was at 15 year old so to give me wisdom instead of to tell her that. Give me wisdom to answer to her and teach her and train her. We need the mind of Christ. Thank you, Elder Hart. 
Thank you. God bless you. It's very good to be here. And I'm so glad Brandy and Dylan are here with me. They're my new kids. Praise God. Amen, amen. Aren't you thankful for the Lord's goodness? Praise God. Maybe we could just lift our hands and thank him tonight before we go. Lord, we need you. We trust your working and your process in our lives, Father. We trust the working of your will. I pray anoint our ears to hear, our hearts to receive. I pray willingful, willingly obedient heart, Father. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we trust you, Lord. We trust you, Lord. We trust you, Lord. We thank you. Your love toward us is perfect, Father. So lead us in obedience, Father, day by day, day by day, day by day, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, maybe this will help someone. This came up in a, in a Bible study at the Santos home Tuesday night. You, you ever say, God, if you just tell me what to do, I'll do it. Anybody, come on, anybody ever said that? God, you just tell me what to do. And so, like, what do you want to do? Like, Lord, like, ride it in the sky so I can see it. Okay. Now, the Lord talks to all of us differently. We, we know this from the first several chapters of Revelation. We see him speaking to the churches differently, depending on the type of church and where they were. And so we're as human. He knows our frame, so he talks to us all differently. And uh, the Lord does not, we need to understand this, okay, the Lord does not want to make it difficult for us to obey him. All right, he doesn't go, okay, I'm going to play tricks and let's see if they can figure it out. I'm going to make it really hard so they won't really know what I want them to do. They'll, they'll just really have to struggle to know my plan. They'll, you know, I'm going to make it really hard for them to obey me. Does that sound like the father that, no, but that's what we think. Because we'll listen to the adversary. Man, I just don't know. I don't know what God wants me to do. I don't. Well, God's not going to tell me, you know, you should wear your blue shoes instead of your black shoes. I don't have blue shoes. Well, yeah, I guess I do tennis shoes. But, you know, now, sometimes he may. But you understand, we can make everything about, well, I just, I go to the Word. I have peace from the Word. And then I act. Sister Schoenover said it. I act. All right? I don't react. I act. And so... When you and I start our day in pure and right relationship with him and we trust him, Lord, order my steps today. The Bible says the steps of a good man are what? They're what? Okay. Do you believe that? So do I. So do I. And so many times in my day. I don't hear God say, do this, stop here, go there, change it. Now, Bishop does. It seems like it sort of works that way for him sometimes. I'll listen to some of his stories. I'm like, man, maybe when I'm in my 60s, Lord. 
I, I tell the Lord that sometimes. God, he's got 14 years on me. Maybe that's the difference. I just need more practice. The, I'm being lighthearted. The Lord talks to us all differently. But, but hear me. Here's an example I, I shared with the Santos and Brother Johnny and uh, Malia the other night. Um, some of you heard me Sunday share, or a couple Sundays ago, how I was driving back that Saturday. I'd flown in, and I was driving to get back home. And, or Friday, and I was going to stop because it was my son's birthday, and I was going to stop and grab him something. And I'd already predetermined I wasn't going in a certain store. But I looked, remember the story? Some of you remember the story that we're here? Right? What? Okay, good. Oh, thank See, I, I love Jonah and Josiah. They are engaged. Praise God. So, yeah, so I told the story. And... Then I ended up going in that store. I'm there. I'm in and out of the store in 10 or 15 minutes. And while I'm standing in the store, a man I haven't seen in three or four years that my wife and I had spoken about just a couple of weeks before, I hear someone say, Pastor Hart. And I turn and look, and, it, and I didn't recognize him and said, uh, don't, with the mask, I don't know who you are. And they told me. I was like, ah, my wife and I were just talking about you. I was coming home. He was going to Seattle from almost the Idaho borders where he lives. We've texted this week. He said, could I come to Yakima and have lunch with you? Now, God, I never heard God say on the way from the airport, I'm telling you, you need to stop in North Bend. You with me? I never heard God say, hold on a minute. I realize you went in this store looking but I'm trying to get you in the Nike store. Would you listen to me? I'm telling you, go to the Nike store. That's where you're going to have this meeting. You understand? Now, question, was I obedient? Was I obedient? Okay. I was willful. My heart was in agreement with him. My spirit was in agreement with him. And he orders my steps. I may have thought it was my own thought. But I had started that day praying, God, I want your thoughts today. And here's what I'm learning. I can pray I want your thoughts today. And guess what? He'll answer that prayer. And he'll give me thoughts. And the thought is I can't find nothing here, so I should go to this store. It's not my thought. It's his thought. One more. Friday night. I'm sitting there at my home and I'm reading the word. And I'm thinking about men's prayer the next morning. And I'm thinking. I should send a message that we should have coffee together afterwards. Like we do sometimes. No, I won't do that. So I don't. And then I get up early Saturday morning. I'm there spending time with the Lord before I come here for men's prayer. And I'm thinking, I should grind some coffee and take it with me so I have coffee. And then afterwards, we'll go down and we'll have coffee together. I'm thinking we should do that. that we haven't done that. Nah. And I don't know if it was laziness or whatever, but I didn't grind coffee and I came. And we were here. We were probably praying about 10, 15 minutes. I don't know. And this thought came to me again. Man, I really, you know, guys start showing up, and I'm like, man, we sh I should have brought coffee. There's never a bad time for coffee, right, Sister Julie? Amen. Should have brought coffee. 
So I grab the keys and I go back and I talk to Ethan, who's back there praying. I say, hey, would you just run down to the IGA here in Sela and just grab some coffee? I think I want to make coffee. He's like, yeah, sure, Dad. So he takes the keys and he heads out. We keep praying. Ethan walks into the IGA just a few minutes after 7 in the morning. He wasn't sure they were open. It looked like there was nobody there. That was his words to me. He walks in just a few minutes after 7 in the morning. And there's a man we had been talking about around our table a week before that's walking through the store. And Ethan starts talking to him. A young man related to Sister Mary. A young man that had worked with Brother Tim. A young man we had played basketball with. We had seen a little bit. We had been talking about him the week before. I started thinking, yeah. I was hearing from God. That's why I didn't grind that coffee. I wasn't lazy. (laughs) Now, hear me. I share those two stories with you from recent example. Because I could have painted a picture like, oh, God told me to stop in North Bend. And and then I was waiting, and I knew this wasn't the store. And so God told me to go to this store. But no, it wasn't that store. And God, so I just stood at the, stared at the shoes, waiting on God. Wasn't like that. You understand? Sometimes we get a picture in our mind that that's how it is. And I'm not saying it can never be that way. But we can get in alignment with the will of God. We can start our day in prayer and relationship with him. We can pray for his thoughts and trust his word that he will order our steps. And that in so doing, we can be obedient to the will of God. A question I want you to walk out of here with, okay? How many of you have a parent? Raise your hand. Oh, look at that, all of us. How many of you... You could be making, facing a decision and you go, what would mom want me to do or what would dad want me to do? And you know the answer. Raise your hand. You're like, oh, I know. I know what dad would say. I know what mom would say. Anybody? Right, right. You know what that is? That's called knowing the will of the father even though they didn't tell you. Or knowing the will of your mother even though they didn't tell you. Obeying the Lord, we like to compliment. Oh, I'm waiting to hear. Look, you know what the will of the Father is in some things. You just need to do the will of the Father. Let's not make obedience out. Well, I'm waiting to hear the next obedient thing. No, no, no. I know. Amen? So be obedient. Thank you, Brother Lewis. Thank you, precious people of God. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.